Welcome to the Stress Reduce Fat Loss Podcast, where we teach and mentor you, the health and fitness professional, on how to holistically transform your client's body, health, and life. I'm one of your hosts, Bharat Oza. Alongside me, you'll hear from Joe Arco, Sarah Fennell, and Ken Sylvan. Each episode, you will have a combination of us sharing our 70-plus years of combined knowledge and experience in the health and body transformation industry. Our goal is to expand your awareness of holistic transformations and teach you how to get deeper results for your clients. Let's jump into this episode. Welcome back, everyone, to the Stress Reduce Fat Loss Podcast. And this is me, Bharat, with my co-host, Sarah, today. Sarah, what's up? Hey, Brat. Not much. Rolling into, uh, we're recording this right before the holidays are coming. So getting some episodes prepped for the new year for all of you guys listening here. Um, Brat and I want to say a personal thank you for everyone, anyone who's written a review. We were uh, literally just chatting about those before we jumped on and recorded here. And we really appreciate your kind words. And so if you're getting something out of this podcast, please leave us a review on Apple uh, iTunes podcast. Just go to the podcast, scroll down, and you'll see the reviews there. All right. So our topic today is a very general topic, but so needed, um, which is the five keys to fat loss. And I really believe any trainer or nutritionist listening to this, after you hear this episode, you're going to have a really good idea of what a holistic transformation really is. What are the numerous things going wrong with, you know, fat loss and even optimal health in general. And so this, this episode is going to be juicy. You might want to grab a pen and paper. Absolutely. Yeah. I think these are things that give a good snapshot of your client. You know, if you start looking at these five keys, then you're going to get a pretty good snapshot of what's going on with this person as, again, we're talking about holistic transformation. So as a whole unit, um, what's going on with this person, which a lot of times clients are not able to get from, you know, a blood test, you know, unless they go to a functional medicine doctor, even then, a lot of times they have to do a series of tests to get some kind of conclusive results. Mm -hmm. And we've had students in our mentorship tell us that um, they had a client who did tests with a functional medicine doctor and did our assessment, which is less than an hour, um, and got almost the same, if not more information from the assessment. Wow. Yes. Yeah. I've heard that from past students as well, where, you yeah. know, they, they've gone to see a, an alternative doctor and was really impressed with what was coming out of the assessments. Um, yeah. The transformation mentorship is all focused around these five keys to fat loss, teaching you how to assess them, what to look for in the body, how to create protocols, really understand your client from an individual perspective so that you can help them balance all of this. And I believe that, you know, that's really what it's about. We're looking at homeostasis for the body. The body wants to have this beautiful equilibrium where everything is flowing just as it should so that it can function optimally. You set one thing off of that. It is all interconnected. It's just this cascade effect within the body. Yeah. And something I want to mention here, uh, because we're talking about holistic transformations, obviously, you know, a big primary reason people come seeing uh, to see us is fat loss. And in no way are we saying that, you know, the, um, because I've had some trainers in the past message me and say, oh, so are you saying calories don't matter and calories in and out doesn't matter, all these things. And that's not what we're saying. We're saying, let's look at optimal health as part of the transformation process. So of course, if I, if I get into our system, there is calorie manipulation without really counting the calories. Yes. Yeah. But we can't deny that hormones affect a person. 
we can't deny that, well, the keys that we're going to talk about affect a person and their fat loss results. So that's what we're shedding light on. And we're not saying that, you know, calorie in, calorie out is absolute garbage because it's not. There is value to it. But if you look at the general population, I think they need more than just that fat loss because, you know, you could drop body fat and still have digestive issues. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, again, these five keys could still be off. For sure. Yeah. And if you look at why someone would want to lose weight, they probably don't like the way they appear. They probably don't feel great. They're probably having numerous symptoms. They probably want more confidence. And sometimes, like what you said, Brad, like you can lose the weight and still have digestive issues. That's going to affect your confidence in one way or another, depending on what that digestive issue is. And so I think if we pull back the layers of why someone wants something, and if we can get our clients to truly see that like optimal health, like full of energy, vibrant, you feel good, you're happy, you feel good in your skin, like your digestion feels great. That's what we're after. And if if we could start looking at the body as a whole and get away from just that fat loss perspective, like your entire life will change. 100%. And a good example is just how many competitors we've had in the past that were in amazing shape. And uh, I'm putting my hand up here. Like, oh, there you go. That's right. You know, your own story that you shared before, like, but so many of them, like when we look at their intake forms, I don't poop. I don't have a libido. My, I'm always cold. My skin is messed up. I'm losing my hair. I can't sleep. Uh, you name it, right? So we're we're just shedding light on all these other keys that are also very critical. Yeah, 100%. I, I feel really grateful for being exposed to holistic nutrition. Uh, it was about a year and a half into my competitive journey. And I was having digestive issues. And luckily my coach, you know, looked at things from the holistic perspective. And I went to see, you know, a a holistic nutritionist and learning about all this stuff made me see that broader perspective. But unless you're maybe open to it, I'm glad we have conversations like this, because this is our whole goal is we want to expand the awareness of, you know, the trainer, the nutritionist, the fat loss coach, so that they can help their clients on a deeper level and sustain results, which is really what we're after as well. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. So let's unpack this conversation. Let's list out the five keys to fat loss. And then Barat, you and I will we'll go back and forth chatting about um, them individually. Uh, and so the five keys to fat loss are hormones, digestion, primal pattern, neurotransmitters, and metabolism. And so, I mean, each one of those could be a podcast episode. So let's just, you know, give it a general awareness for this. And so when it comes to hormones, I know there are really six key hormones in North America that are massively disrupted. What are those six uh, hormones? So those would be insulin, cortisol, growth hormone, testosterone, estrogen, and thyroid. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones that, and again, those are the major hormones, obviously. Uh, We can look at things like leptin, ghrelin, stuff like that, but big picture, what do most people need to understand and know and start addressing would be these six, out of which the top three we find are insulin, cortisol, and growth hormone or sleep hormones. Uh, Those three, if we found that whenever we work on those, everything else starts to rebalance till maybe at some point, depending on, especially women particularly, we may have to then at some point address excess estrogen. But usually I would say nine out of 10 times, it's if you work on those three hormones, insulin, cortisol, and growth hormone, you're balancing the body like really well and fast. Yeah, Uh, I love this because I think a lot of people, especially women, 
have obviously heard of hormone issues or if they've had trouble losing weight, they go to, uh, you know, get their hormones checked when women are, you know, moving into menopause, hormones are changing, their body changes. And I think from a female perspective, we're only looking at, you know, such narrow focused of hormones when in reality, if it ends up being a hormone issue down the line, insulin, you know, cortisol growth hormone probably was off to begin with. Exactly. And, and this is a good point because a lot of women after trying weight loss and this and that and stuff will say, it must be my hormones now. It's not now. It's always, hormones are always involved in every single thing you do. Without hormones, nothing would function. So it's, hormones have always been involved. And you're right, you know, it, when they get to a certain age or I think for women, women don't realize the impact of even one pregnancy, you know, or missing a one month of not having a period. Like all these things have a massive impact. And so sadly, a lot of women, when they hit that a certain age and start having menopausal symptoms, they think that, oh, now something's up with my hormones, you know, but your hormones were probably disrupted forever, yeah. right? It's just now your body's in that state where it's showing you these symptoms, which again, we, I'm sure we'll do a podcast on this, but none of the menopause symptoms are normal. They're common. There, there's nothing normal about them. Yes. Right. So it, it's, I think women and men need to understand hormones are always involved. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Especially women too. You know, you look at the adrenals, cortisol drains the adrenals. We'll talk about cortisol, I guess now, because leading into that, um, you know, cortisol drain adrenals. Estrogen is also produced in the adrenals as well, uh, much smaller function than the ovaries. So when, you know, the reproductive system starts to, you know, shut down as it does, as we get older, the adrenals are supposed to kick in. And if the adrenals have been functioning well, cortisol hasn't been high, stress hasn't been through the roof. A woman doesn't necessarily have to have those strong menopausal symptoms. Yeah, exactly. And I also want to bring to awareness that this is happening with men as well, not in the same way. Obviously, men naturally are not making the amount of estrogen that women do, but the 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 if you look at the rates of uh, or levels of testosterone and estrogen in men now in North America in the last 10 years, there's a steady decline in testosterone and an increase in estrogen in men. Right, which is also then creating a lot of men may not see it as obviously a menopausal symptom, but depression that's linked with that hormonal imbalance. Right. So a lot of men experience depression, but they don't realize that it has something to do with this, these hormones over there, or even just body composition. You can see men carrying body fat on the chest and the belly predominantly. That has a lot to do with testosterone going down and cortisol going through the roof and estrogen starting to increase. Right. So um, people don't connect testosterone, estrogen with mental health, yeah. but that's big. That's a big influence on your mental health. Yeah. It's, it's not being so narrow focused on a certain area of the body and what's happening right there, but what is happening from the complexity of, you know, this human that has to run us. Yeah. And I think I would encourage people listening to this podcast right now to go and listen back to the podcast we did about uh, environmental estrogens. Yes. Uh, because that will tell you where else this hormone disruption is coming from. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, insulin and GH insulin, <laughs> look at the amount of carbs over processed carbs that are in our society, you know, sugary drinks. Uh, yeah. It's, it's astronomical right now at what's happening in terms of, you know, insulin function in North America. 
And I think a big part of that is also people being afraid to eat proteins, all the misinformation around proteins and even just, you know, um, saying that something like steak is the same as eating beans. It's not. So I think there's so much misinformation and fear. And now you're seeing even more information coming on about saying beef is going to become some kind of luxury food. Like, I think that's a big part of the insulin issue as well, because I think even if people just start jacking up their proteins, their blood sugar will get better. Mm. You know, even if they start jacking up their intake of uh, magnesium, their blood sugar will get better. So yes, absolutely carbs and excessive carb consumption, processed carbs especially, is a big problem. But on, I also find that under eating of quality protein is also a big part of it. Mm. And I don't think that's discussed enough. Yes, yeah. And GH, which is connected to sleep. Um, we have another podcast about GH as well. Um, I'm not sure if that's coming up before or after this one, um, but check it out because we're going to go deeper on, on, this, uh, on this subject. Um, the second one is digestion. So key number two is digestion. Um, I love digestion. It's such a fascinating topic. It's so interconnected to everything. Yeah. And I think people need to also know what digestion means, right? It's it's not just the something happening in my stomach and then I poop. It's, it starts from chewing, you know, it, right from the time. Actually, even just the consumption of the kind of food, how well you chew, do you have enough stomach acid? Then when it's broken down or it's not broken down, what's happening in your small intestine and your large intestine and then colon. And then there's the gut bacteria equation. And then there's the, you know, is your system inflamed or not? Um, there's so many layers to that gut health there, right? Which yeah. it, I'm glad it's become more and more popular in the last, what, 10 years-ish. A lot more people are starting to become aware. Uh, it's great. Um, I think what we're doing through the mentorship is giving them very practical information to heal the gut. You know, that we can go into 10 other layers with the gut, like, hey, this protocol and that protocol. But what does a coach and a client need to know? Like what's the most essential things they need to know and how do they repair it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's, that's, I think we're simplifying that gut health repair process for a lot of coaches and clients. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be complicated and even going back to basics, like what you're saying there, chewing, chewing yeah. your food, everything has a triggered effect through the gut. Uh, I really like looking at the, the digestive system, like a car engine. Like every, there's so many things that need to be firing at one time or another. And if they're not, might not be a big deal right away, but down the line, everything, you know, keeps, will continue breaking down. Absolutely. And I definitely believe, you know, a couple of times a year, let's do some type of, you know, a cleanse or a, a green day, or even some light fasting, like let's change the oil. Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. Just reduce that traffic. Right. Yeah. I think, and we spoke about this in another podcast where we said like food is grossly available. And so not only are we over consuming, let alone the quality of the food, um, but there's just nonstop traffic through the system, right? So the system's just overwhelmed. And it's like you said, there's the oil's burning out and the engine lights on and we're wondering why are we all sick? Yeah. 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 Um, you know, we're not meant to eat as much as we, as we do, you know, our, our digestive system actually does very well with eliminating everything and allowing it to have that healing, you know, the tissues will repair, you'll stimulate new things. You'll, you know, give the bacteria or even some bad guys in there, you know, a a chance to, you know, start to flush out. Uh, yeah, 
we, we talk about some intermittent fasting and uh, transformation mentorship, and it's, it's very powerful for insulin as well. Yeah. And I want to mention this again. I've mentioned this before in another podcast. Um, a lot of that eat every three hours, eat six meals a day comes from the bodybuilding world. Right. And so I think people again need to know that, hey, a lot of this fat loss information is coming from there, that lifestyle. But is that what you need to do as a regular person who's trying to build a certain amount of strength, keep some muscle, drop body fat, stay healthy? Is that the same principle that you have to use? We find as far as managing insulin, it does work well. But like you said, we need the regular fasting. We need to build. I was having a conversation uh, last week with a client about hunger. She's like, I'm hungry. I'm like, okay, did you eat all your meals? She's like, yep, had everything. Great. How was the meal timing? She's like, oh, perfect. Good. Then stay with the hunger. Because that could be so many different signals. It could be you're stressed. You didn't sleep as well. Uh, it could be an emotional response. Doesn't mean every time you're hungry, you have to eat. Right. And so I think that's important as well as part of that gut health is building that resilience and knowing what these signals mean for your body. Mm -hmm. Also, when you clean up your nutrition and get that meal timing down and regulate insulin, you know, sometimes you don't crave as much, like it, it totally changes your appetite. Totally. And even, you know, doing a digestive reset, it changes that gut bacteria will change your appetite as well. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Our third key is primal pattern. We did an entire episode back in um, November uh, or beginning of December, all about this uh, topic. Um, let's just briefly chat about the three primal pattern types and you know why it's so important to narrow this down for a client. Yeah, so primal pattern, basically, it's almost like a quick test to see genetically, are you more a protein type, a carb type, or a mixed type? So what that really means is protein types uh, would be example, you know, people who live close to the poles. Um, super cold, what they get there is mostly proteins and fats. Um, so those are people like myself who do well with that kind of uh, macronutrient breakdown. Uh, people that are carb type are people that are, again, closer to the equator. So they do well with moderate to higher carbs and lower to moderate proteins and then some fats. Um, and then you have your mixed types that can go between both. They have the uh, genetic flexibility where they can go phases of higher protein, higher fats, and then, oh, we're going higher carbs now. Again, there's the, that's the genetic ability, but then we also have to look at their metabolic capacity right now. Uh, can their system actually handle that? Um, so those are the three things that we look at for clients and we teach our coaches because it's a great way to determine um, what's the starting macronutrient profile. And then generally, what kind of macronutrient profile would work for this person to achieve that optimal health? Yeah. I think this is great for any coach who's used to counting calories or, you know, if it fits your macros, you know, that type of style, because this just takes it like one layer deeper. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's removing that little bit of guesswork, yeah. you know, and you can get a little more precise and get better results for clients. Yeah. And, and even, you know, as myself, as an example here, um, you know, used to like bodybuilding diets, like high protein, you know, even like some keto um, carb rotation, which was okay for me, but then finding out I'm a carb type and, yeah. and, you know, fix, uh, you know, switching to that and making sure I'm still, you know, stabilizing blood sugars, but getting away from fatty meats, you know, high fatty meals, I feel so much better. So it's learning to work with the body. Like how does the body best want to break down and utilize fuel? That's what we're looking at here. 
Yeah. And it's, it's, we spoke about growth hormone. We spoke about thyroid in another uh, podcast, but like those two are heavily influenced with carbs, right? So I find a lot of people who, uh, especially women, if they're carb type and they're used to eating like a protein type, it starts smashing the thyroid. It starts, they don't release enough growth hormone. So not only do they not sleep, but now they don't recover. Right. And not just from training, just from life, just, you know, your body's always working and you need optimal amounts of growth hormone to repair. So a lot of that has to do with knowing that type can, you know, eliminate a lot of those issues for people. Yeah. This is why it's hard for a one size fits all nutrition program for someone. It's sure. And I, you know, I've even before I was learning this stuff in depth, it's like, well, why does this work for one client, but not another, you know, this is one of those keys to that factor. Hello, fellow health junkie, Sarah here. I thought it would be a great opportunity for me to jump in and let you know about a free resource that we've created for you. We want to give you the number one protocol that all result-driven holistic coaches and practitioners give to get insane results with their clients. Results like easing digestive issues, increased physical and mental energy, accelerated weight loss, reduced inflammation weight, clearer, brighter skin, and a better sense of well-being. Go to www.transformationmentorship.ca forward slash start. Let us know your name and email address, and we'll send you a detailed manual explaining this protocol, how to coach your clients through this phase, food replacement lists, and client tools and resources so that you can get an action right away. Transformationmentorship.ca forward slash start. I've also left you a link in our show notes. Let's get back to the episode. Um, key number four is neurotransmitters, mm-hmm. which I think is so interesting. And, and, you know, if you've never heard of neurotransmitters, there's numerous of them, but, you know, we're going to chat about four of them, which is dopamine, serotonin, GABA, and acetylcholine. And so let's break down what they're each responsible for. And I think it will be very obvious why these can impede uh, a client's journey to, to fat loss. So sure. do- yeah, dopamine, let's chat about dopamine. Yeah. So I like to use the analogy of like uh, the nervous system, like the brain being, let's say a a car and these uh, neurotransmitters being like the, so like dopamine for me is like the ignition key in the car, right? Like you got to turn it on for it to then, you know, hit the gas pedal and then drive the car. Uh, And that's where, you know, you can almost say like dopamine is like what wakes you up, drives, you know, gives you that motivation in the morning, the focus in the morning. Um, the acetylcholine is like the gas pedal in the car, right? That's the memory. That's the skill acquisition. Um, that's your ability to, again, uh, focus and get stuff done. So those two are like the excitatory neurotransmitters. Uh, and as you people may, people may guess is those are more dominant earlier in the day or when we have to hunt, right? And so the other two are more, uh, calming. So they're kind of like the GABA is like the brakes in the car and serotonin is like the handbrakes in the car. And so GABA has a lot to do with calming your nervous system, deep sleep, um, moods. Serotonin, again, has to do with moods, but also balancing your left and right brain. Mm-hmm. So every night or whenever in your sleep cycle, it's almost like hitting like a reset button on your nervous system, on your CPU. Do we even have CPUs now? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I'm picturing my old computer with like a big CPU. And you just dated yourself to the 20 year olds watching and listening. I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm, I'm appreciating <laughs> the aging process. Uh, but um, it's, it's, that's what serotonin does. And which is why when people take, let's say, antidepressants, 
those are playing with your serotonin, right? So those are four neurotransmitters we look at because it tells you about these little things about your client. Like why do they take so long to fall asleep? Or why are they, uh, you know, sluggish in the morning? Or why does their cortisol come crashing down in the afternoon? Besides other factors, but knowing that brain chemistry lets you know, hey, you know what? I need to um, design the nutrition this way. Maybe proteins and fats earlier in the day, carbs later in the day, because they have a GABA issue. Uh, versus if someone has, let's say, a dopamine issue, great, I am going to design it this way. So kind of, again, just removing that little layer of guesswork, right? Even just little things when clients say like, I'm wired in the evening. Okay, besides their cortisol probably being high, there's a GABA issue there. Their brakes have failed, right? Their nervous system doesn't know when to hit the brakes. So it's it's a cool layer to see like, hey, you know what? I could, gives me a little more customization for the client as far as nutrition and supplements, but also lifestyle, right? If someone's wired, GABA's down, great. How do I jack up GABA? Let me give them something creative to do in the evening. Stimulate that left brain instead of the right, or rather right brain instead of the left brain, right? So it, it, it's, again, you can give them more tools. You have more insight uh, and even some behaviors. You can see people have certain behaviors when they have this kind of a profile versus the other. So it's kind of cool. I think the more you delve into that, you can start even like fine tuning your, your coaching a little bit based on that. Yeah. I think yeah. it's also really powerful for, you know, when you learn how to assess this for the client understanding, because if they, they're like, I just can't get motivated. Like I just can't get myself started. We're like, okay, you know, we're looking at a steocholine and dopamine there. Um, right. And, and allowing the client to see that makes them feel like they're not broken. Yeah, like exactly. Like there's like no one's broken. It's just, there's some things that are imbalanced. Yeah. And when we learn to balance it, people can do have and be and you know what they want, but it's these small little shifts in the body that create such a massive impact on someone's life. Yeah. And that's a great point because one thing I've found, like just reflecting over 15 years of doing, using this system is I found like even just the assessment process, the most powerful thing it did for people was give them hope, right? Because a lot of these people have felt defeated. They feel like I will always go up and down or I'll never go, you know, drop the body fat or I'll always have to live with my skin issues. I know Ken used to be that way till one of our mentors said, no, this is because of that. Da, 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 da. And he was like, what? So I'm not a freak, yeah. you know, yeah. like he, but there's so many people who've accepted that I will always have a thyroid problem. I will always have a gut issue. I will, I'm, oh, this is just how I am. I've been constipated since I was six years old. Right. And now they're like 56 and it's like, it starts giving them hope. And I, I truly believe hope is very powerful. You know, it can, it can give you that courage to take that extra step forward uh, and to keep going. Right. And so I, I think, again, all these five keys are adding to giving your clients hope. And that's very empowering too, because now they're like, okay, I can do something about this and also builds trust in the coach. You know, Hey, no one's telling me this. How come no one's told me this? My doctor's not told me this. Right. And not to bash any of the medical professionals or even holistic professionals, but we've had clients from who've gone and seen even naturopaths and being like, Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know my thyroid issue had something to do with my, you know, candida overgrowth. Um, but 
going through these keys, doing the assessment process, which we teach our coaches, um, it helps connect these dots and go a few layers deeper. And it gives them hope, gives them courage, gives them, empowers them again, where yeah. they can be like, yep, great. I can transform. Yeah. And, and teaching them, especially those lifestyle skills, those small, like little things, it's, you know, it, it's nothing like what you're talking about earlier, like just chewing your food a little bit more can have a huge impact on your digestion. And when clients start to learn this, they actually make the lifestyle choices to change because they see the effects that are happening. And this is what creates that sustainable lifestyle, not starving yourself, not over-exercising, not doing things that are just, you know, inconceivable for someone to do over a long period of time. Yeah. And, and the cool thing also, is I can't tell you how many times we've seen clients where when we do the assessment, it's not a lot of times for at least for the first few weeks, it's not even about here's another five things to do. A lot of times it's just looking at them, going through their profile, looking at their lifestyle and going, you just need to slow down. Like you have so much on your plate. Doing another three workouts a week is not going to help you. Yeah. You know, like, I don't want you to go join a gym right now. I just want you to go for a walk. That's all I want to do. I don't want you to have a nutrition plan right now for the next two to three weeks. I just want you to track your food and chew your food and start drinking this power water every morning, you know? Um, and so a lot of times it's also even just backing off and not always about just pushing forward for a lot of clients. But if we didn't do this assessment process, if we did not identify these keys, the typical approach is great. We're going to train and we're going to diet and we're going to overhaul your lifestyle, right? That's the typical approach. But when you do this assessment, assess these five keys, you go, oh no, I need to slow this person down. When you look at all of these, I mean, this is stress to reduce fat loss, right? And and all of the disruptions within this create that stress. Yeah. And so adding more on, like what you said, um, as I got out of competing and coaching for competitions, I started helping a lot of women repair their bodies after competitions. And a lot of the times they were under eating and they, they couldn't lose weight again. So I actually, yeah, yeah give you more food, give you more rest. And it's it's amazing just to see like their mindset shift of like, holy crap. Like I thought if I exercised less and ate more, I would gain more weight, but it's not always the case. It's not, which is again, why what I mentioned earlier at the start of this calorie in calorie out matters. It does influence no doubt. It's just mathematics. It's, it's physics, biology, whatever, but you have to look at these five keys also, because you will have people like this who will be like my calories in calories out is bang on. Yeah. But your thyroid's not working but you're not detoxing, your liver is sluggish now, you don't poop, or you poop way too much. Um, you know, all these things, your systems are under fight or flight, or even freeze sometimes, you know, like, just even now, lately, in the last few months, studying more about trauma, I'm, I'm starting to see that with clients. You know, like, again, going back to these keys, like, I remember having a client uh, last month, who on her neurotransmitter profile marked everything as zero. So, you know how we have, we score from zero to three, oh, sorry, we do true or false on the uh, neurotransmitter profile and everything for her, like her scores were like so low. She, I, I, I remember telling her, uh, I don't think this is accurate because if this was accurate, these scores, you'd be dead right now. Like this is not a living being scores. Like there's no way you're scoring a one on a, on a acetylcholine or dopamine and you live in North America and seeing that I was like, 
can I ask you if you've had like some major trauma in your life? She's like, yeah, I see a psychotherapist. I'm like, that tells me everything. Mm -hmm. But then also her gut health scores are through the roof. And I was like, hmm, makes sense, right? Her nervous system just in freeze mode. So everything's zero. Um, but then gut scores are through the roof. So obviously she's got massive leaky gut going on, which then adds to the anxiety and the depression. Um, so it's, it's really cool to, once you start seeing these keys, you start seeing these patterns with people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's life-changing. Yeah. Yeah. I know I went on a little bit of a tangent. Yeah, no, it, it was great. It was wonderful. Uh, our last one here is metabolism. <coughs> yeah. And I know metabolism is, is, has been a, a buzzword in the fat loss fitness industry for decades at this point. Um, and most likely, uh, you know, metabolism or calories in and calories out, you know, was really an issue when it came to like maybe the nineties, yeah. you know, but we look at now in the progression of, you know, the world that we live in, the food that we eat, the stress that we're under, we're at a different place, uh, when it comes to metabolism. Yeah. And I think it's important for people to understand what metabolism really is. I think it's so, it's like you said, it's a word that's thrown out and everyone without really thinking, especially clients, right? They, they don't know any better. Um, so they've heard this word metabolism and they're like, yeah, yeah, metabolism has to be fast. Do you know what it really means? It's your body's natural ability to produce energy. From which there are certain functions that have to happen in the cell uh, for that to happen, which means the cell needs nutrients. The cell can depend on... Uh, caffeine and sugar and weed, right? It needs nutrients. Uh, your cells cannot be loaded with toxins. If they are, can't produce energy. And so once people understand that, then they're like, oh, so what do I have to do? Because the common thing in the fitness industry is, well, if you undereat, your metabolism shuts down. Uh, yes and no. Like it's chronically, yes, it will, because your body's going to adapt and go, well, I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not consuming as much. So I need to slow down. But does that happen if your system is working well? Will two weeks of under eating shut your metabolism down? No. You know, and no, you're not going to go into a fat storing stage overnight. But what people need to understand is this is happening over years. You know, if you're, I don't know, 39, chances are your metabolism is shutting down over the last 10 years, 15 years, 20, maybe even 39 years. Right. And so I think understanding what metabolism is and then understanding that what affects it is going to be really important. And as even as a coach, because I guarantee there are trainers and nutritionists who are also throwing that word around and they don't know what it actually means and what are the factors that affect metabolism. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's such a great topic because you, you, you know, you look at people maybe going into their 40s their bodies really start to change. And like what you said there, you need to look at what's been happening in the past decade to 15 years that have led up to this point. Yeah. 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 And again, even especially with women, if you've had a baby, okay, your, your metabolism is different now, you know? So like, these are things that women need to really pay attention to. Like if you were on birth control for a while, you can't expect your metabolism to be the same pre and post right? You may have to work on it to bring it back to what it was. Yeah. So there's so many, you know, all these factors, right? Even just life events. If you've gone through, I don't know, two months of massive stress, you need to then repair it and go back, mm -hmm. right? And I think that's, again, going back to cortisol, people think if just because the, the stress trigger is done, I'm fine now. 
but most people, and I'm guilty of this, I've, I've spent years of going through periods of stress and then not doing anything to repair that stress and just going, oh, hey, great, let's move forward. Yes. You know, and yeah. that's again, metabolism being damaged, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, learning how to manage stress better, you know, learning like what you're going to need in your lifestyle. If you go through those high periods of stress, I go get IV, IV vitamin theory, like, like every six weeks, like I just need it. I, I lead a high performing life and I want to keep doing that. So how do I keep my body repaired and replenished as I go? Yeah. What do you, what do you get? Um, depends. Sometimes I get a Myers cocktail. I usually adrenals, a lot of magnesium. Yeah. 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 Have you ever had glutathione or something? Yes, that's always in there as well. Yeah. I would, I would I would, love to, what? I'd, I'd love to try the IV therapy. Yeah. Yeah. My naturopath is great. She's been a client of mine. Um, so I'm always just like, give me the works, Lori. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. Awesome. But that's the thing. Like when we live in this, you know, we're going to keep living in this busy society is going to keep evolving. There's going to be more electronics. There's going to be, you know, more chemicals put in like that, that we can't well, but maybe we can, but like it's rolling out. And so how do we develop tools and assessments and being able to really understand the body and what's happening in this moment in time from most likely accumulative effects on the body? Um, I remember like, you, like learning this stuff is really powerful because you don't have to get bigger as you get older. Your body doesn't have to break down as you age. When you go into menopause, like, you know, you don't have to shift your entire composition. Like when you know that like the, the norm it doesn't have to be the norm for you. You can have extraordinary results with your body and with your health, but it takes really understanding it and then managing it at any given point. Yeah. And like you said, it's, it's, it's really not the norm. It, it's nor it's considered normal just because it's so common. Yes. Right. And it's interesting how people who are in shape or work hard for it or eat a certain way or value the health a certain way are kind of like the weirdos. You know, and I think through the mentorship and through the work we do, teaching all the coaches our systems, I think we want to change that perception. Yeah. We want to make this the norm. Like, you know, you being mindful of your food is the norm rather than justifying it with, well, it's my birthday, right? Or it's it's whatever. And consuming things or living a lifestyle that's actually damaging your system. Yeah. Yeah. I also yeah. find too. And so, I mean, people used to be called like hippies if they ate organic back in like the nineties. And then we, I find we're kind of in a craze of like uh, appearing to be healthy or, you know, buying the name brand, like health thing. Um, and so being careful of like, what, what are your choices? Is it to like show that you're being healthy or on trend for something? Um, or is it that you really want to focus on your body and, and, and heal it? Yeah. And you see that a lot on social media. Yeah, of course. A lot of coaches that are and there's so many reasons for doing it but you know there's 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 a trend or at least on social media they have a persona that this is what you do this is what you do this is what it is and i think part of it is also because it's become their identity on social media and there's a there's a business associated with it which is nothing wrong with having a business but then how are you in real life you know i know coaches that talk to clients about nutrition but i've never seen them prep their food you know, I've seen them at events and they show up and they're going out to eat crap. Nothing wrong with going out, but you're also not choosing really well. You know, you're not prepared. And so, you know, there is a disconnect in uh, who they, you know, th the story that they tell themselves and the story that they're telling other people. Yes. You know, and yeah. so that now you're starting to lose that authenticity. Right. Yeah. And then that will attract a certain kind of client. 
Yeah. Or even affect, and I can speak from experience for this, your, your ability to market and put yourself out there because there's a lack of integrity. Um, and even when I, when, you know, first couple of years getting into the fitness industry, very extreme. I would get, I remember oh, after my first show, I gained 20 pounds in 30 days and I just felt like a complete failure. And like, I was starting to build a social media following. I'm like, what the heck? And then even as I started building my business, I would find I was most confident with my marketing when I was preparing for a show. And my off season, I learned as I went, but I mean, I wasn't perfect. And it, and it really, I'm like, crap, like I'm preaching this and people are coming to me and I'm telling them to do this. And especially if I'm coaching them at a high level, but I'm doing this. And so when we're not in, in integrity and in line with who we truly believe that we are and should be, it affects our ability to show up and, and attract people in for that thing. 100%. And you will attract a certain kind of person then, which might be great if you that's your brand, that's fine. But I think long-term sustainability, authenticity, making an impact um, may not be the best people. But again, that starts with you. You know, your, your story to yourself has to be in congruence with the story you put out there. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. so that, that, that's incredibly important. Yeah. That's like mic drop worthy, <laughs> yeah. which, which really leads me into how I want to wrap up this podcast. Yeah. You know, in the transformation mentorship, it's, it's so valuable for the student to go through. And, you know, we put all of our students through the process. Cause if you don't know what it's like to assess and gain awareness over your body, if you don't know what it's like to make, you know, lifestyle choices, even if you're in the fitness industry and feel like you have a healthy lifestyle, like there's always more that you can improve and new habits take such a conscious awareness to be able to integrate. And sometimes as coaches, we don't realize that with people getting started. Um, and so our next transformation mentorship is starting on February 28th. If this conversation sparked anything in you, like literally this is our transformation mentorship broken up over modules of teaching. You take on case studies. We take you through this and give you a holistic transformation. And at the end of the transformation mentorship, you walk out with two full transformed clients. Um, yeah, it's and so that's what's doing this. There's no other course on the fucking planet that is like, hey, we want you to apply these principles, show us that you can transform people, and that's how you get certified. Like no one's giving you practical knowledge and experience to graduate, right? Like we're not one of the courses, and nothing, not bashing any of the courses, but that's one thing when we started this mentorship, we were very clear that we don't want this to be another. Here's information, go take the concepts and do what you want with it. Yeah. It's no, no, let's give you the systems that have been proven over all these years and you're going to apply it. You're going to create the transformations and that's how you get certified. Yes. Yeah. So that alone like sets you apart even from any other coach. Yeah. You walk out with marketing material. You walk out with working with clients. You walk out with two people you can get referrals from, even if they did it for free in your mentorship. Uh, and I mean, we've just recently changed it from a three-month mentorship. Our next one started in February 28th, will be six months, because we found that we wanted you to go through a transformation by yourself without your case studies first, and then you're going to take two case studies through and just breaking that up a bit for you to be able to apply and integrate that knowledge so much more. Because like what you said, our main goal is you walk away knowing how to be a transformation coach, not just the skills, not just the protocols, but also coaching skills as well. Yeah. And just to elaborate a little more on that is I think there's a lot of people, a coach needs to stop becoming an information hoarder. Mm. I think there's so many coaches who are just hoarding information, but not applying anything. You know, like I don't care what you know about orthomolecular nutrition, but if you can't show me transformations, 
what's the point? Yes. You know, and so that's, again, through the mentorship, we want to change that. Like, you don't need to keep collecting information. Let's give you a system, apply it, create transformations and go. You may never need any other course, literally, yeah. as far as transformations are concerned. Yeah. Well, you even look at, you know, how, let's talk, even talk about university. You go, you learn, you know, what you need to learn, and then you get out in the world and you start working. Like, yes, you will develop your skills moving forward, but you don't keep like hoarding more information. Like, you know, Absolutely. let's get to work with the skills that you've learned. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, we're going to leave you a, a link in the show notes, but you can go to transformationmentorship.ca. Um, you'll see our new our, uh, course coming up on February 28th, and you can be uh, certified as a stress-reduced fat loss practitioner. That is we that is what we are certifying you as. And if you're interested in holistic transformations, taking your clients to the next level, we highly uh, suggest you check out this course. Wonderful. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us here on this episode today. Let's hang out over on Instagram at Transformation Mentorship. And better yet, take a screenshot of this episode, upload it to stories, tag us, and let us know what you loved about the episode. We'll see you next time.